Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 147 of the Crush the Rush podcast, and today we are digging into financials, as in how to set profit goals before your launch, during your launch, and after your launch, and also just checking in with your business financial goals. And to do this, I brought in my friend, Allie Williams, who is a money coach and the CEO of Financially Focused as in financially, A-L-L-I, focused, little play on words there, a financial literacy company helping women create a flexible financial plan that aligns with both their business and their personal goals. So no deprivation here. She has her MBA in finance and lives in South Carolina with her husband and her eight-month-old son. This episode is so good because we simplify finance, which I love, and we talk about how to set business goals and personal goals that align with your values, how to set profit goals before you launch, and then even just some quick tips on how to better understand your numbers. You definitely want to dig into this episode and take a lot of notes. Let's get to the show. Hi, Allie. Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to chat about finances today. I know. I'm excited too, because I actually feel like finance is a topic that I don't talk a lot about, but it's probably one of the most important topics. And I know you and I have been chatting back and forth about what to talk about and all the important topics around finance. So today we're going to dig into profitable launches and sort of niche into that. But I know you have so much goodness to share. But before we do that, before we get carried away, why don't you just take a minute and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and how you got started and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Allie Williams. I am the CEO of Financially Focused. So it's spelled like financially A-L-L-I, like my name. My friend thought of the name and it just stuck. So it's been- I love that. For a few years. And I help women create really a flexible financial plan they can stick to. And so whether you have a side hustle or business or even a W-2 job or combination, you know, working full-time plus your business, it's really important to create a plan that helps to reach your big money goals personally and also within your business. So my goal is that you feel confident with both sets of numbers, your personal finances and your business finances. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I think whether or not you have your own business or you're just getting started or you have both, understanding all the numbers is so important. And honestly, I think it's a step that a lot of people skip. Would you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's not as quote unquote fun, right? So like (laughs) the marketing might be more fun or like, creating content or developing your program or whatever your business is, that's kind of the more fun part and money 
you know, people just want to make money, but they don't think through like the budget or the projections or the other things that you really need to make sure you have a sustainable business, not just a launch. And then, you know, everything kind of fades away in six months. Like we all want to build sustainable businesses that can last for years, but finances are like a key part to that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Okay. So today we wanted to dig into launching and really understanding the finances before and after a launch and even during. So can you just help us understand why this step is so important? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing with launching either something new or even something maybe you launch every quarter, every month is you need to understand one, what your financial projections are. Like, why do you want to make a certain amount? Everyone talks about five figure launches or six figure launches, but why do you want to do that? What is the reasoning behind hitting those numbers? Is it so that you can increase like your profit margin? AKA what you actually get to take home. Is it because you have like, you want to hire a team member or you have other people like, why do you want to hit those numbers. And it's really going back to the why I think helps you kind of design your financial plan around that. So one thing I always think of, even for myself before pricing things, like we've talked about, I think a lot of people just price things based on what what their coach says or what they see people in similar, you know, niches do or like, oh, this person priced it at this, I should do the same. But you need to understand your expenses and have it clearly written. What are you spending in a month? taxes, like how much are you setting aside for taxes or what are you comfortable with and how much do you need to take home and then price according to that. So really diving into, are you strategically pricing your offers? So that's something I think a lot of people miss is they just pick numbers or things that sound good or, oh, I think they'll pay this, but Going back to why you want to make money. We all want to make money, but is it so you can pay off debt or build your dream house? Or is it so you can save and take a family trip? Or maybe you want to take time off from your business and have recurring income, you know, incoming in so you can enjoy your trip. So going back to why you want to make money in the first place, I think is the first step before even creating an offer and doing all that. Yeah, I think you just dropped like a ton of good tips to consider before you launch. If let's say, let's pretend you're launching a course as an example, are there certain things I know you named like taxes and maybe like if you're sending client gifts or whatever that looks like, is there like a checklist that you have that you always want to make sure you look at before you do that? Yeah, so things to consider for a course, right? Like, are you do have a hosting platform that you're paying? Did you have someone like a VA send, you know, are you paying someone to send emails or manage clients? Are you paying someone to create content or are you paying for Canva? Like different things. A lot of people don't always think those like smaller subscriptions when you think of us because they're not, you know, $10, $20, $30. But if you add them all up, like you might be spending a few hundred a month or even technically thousands a year on these smaller subscriptions. So really digging into what are you spending and then how you can price it. You know, first, one thing I always figure out is like, what's my break even point? Meaning, how much do I need to make to at least get back to zero with my expenses? And then from there, you can decide how much profit, you know, you really want to make. And something you probably see, just like I do, is everyone talks about sales numbers, which is great. But you also need to think of like your profit, (laughs) like, because if you make 50K on a launch, but you spent 60K, like you're negative, you know, and that's why I want everyone to think about their expenses before launching so that we can make sure your launch is actually profitable, not just I hit a 20K launch, a 10K launch, a 50K launch, because if your expenses are really high, it doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, you might not be taking home what you want. Yeah, I think you 
you and I had like a DM conversation about this, but the subscription cost for all those little things, like those should absolutely play into the cost of building your course or your services, right? Like, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm like, oh, I have QuickBooks, I have Canva. I just did this like new quiz and there's like, of course, a monthly subscription. And so for me personally, I try to pay yearly if I can, because typically it will save you a couple of months. Do you have any like quick tips around subscriptions or just being able to manage your expenses as it relates to launching a a service or a product? Yeah, so I do similar to you. I pay annually. And what I always, always do is I add that. So say it's Canva, right? And I pay annually, it's in September. As soon as I pay it, I add a calendar reminder for August. So I remind myself Canva is coming up in September because this actually happened to me recently. I used to use Tailwind for Pinterest and whatever, paid in full, completely forgot that I did that. And then I just checked and it like went through again. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't want to renew it. If that happens to you and you catch it right away, you can message customer service and 99% of the time they'll refund you and just cancel your account. I mean, that's what I did. That's mm-hmm. you can do that per- for personal subscriptions or business, but I always had a calendar reminder. I also do this for personal and business as I have like what I call a year overview tracker. So I have the, I use Google sheets for everything. It's just how my Me brain So it's like a little Google sheet template I created that has every month and under it has like what expenses, you know, what extra things come up in that month. So I can see if certain months are heavy, things I need to, you know, remember, are there birthdays or, you know, if you're combining things, then you can plan out like, okay, I have these subscriptions coming up this month. It's just so you can be prepared. So you're not caught off guard. So I pay annually. It usually, like you said, saves you a month or two, or sometimes there's some kind of discount. Another thing, a lot of people have like Black Friday sales, a lot of companies or sale time. So you can always buy like annual, you know, annual subscriptions during their sale. You can message the company and ask if they have any discounts. A lot of times they'll give you like 10% off or something. It does not hurt to ask. Worst case, they say we don't have anything and you pay it, but it takes like five minutes of your time. I recommend doing that with your business or any personal subscriptions. Just ask. It takes You can chat with customer service online doesn't take long, but the more you can kind of prepare, I think the better. And I like you don't like all those little monthly subscriptions. Yeah. So I just pay annually. If it's something really big, you can definitely, you know, split it out, but paying like $9 for Canva every month or whatever is just annoying. Yeah, (laughs) I definitely agree. Okay. So let's say that you've taken the time to figure out your numbers, what your price point is, what your profit margin is, and you set aside some funds for taxes. Do you have any tips for us during the launch that we should be tracking or any ways to like better track our numbers as we're going through launch? Yeah. So things you want to think about with launching is, are there any payment plan? Like, so you have, you know, your cash injection. So what someone's like paying you today, and then you might have like payment plan. So you might have like recurring income for months to come. And I like to track both. So I track personally, like the actual cash that hits my bank account closer than sales. Cause to me, not that I don't care about sales numbers, but it doesn't affect my bank account necessarily. So me saying like, I had a 50 K launch, like, okay, but like how much did I actually make? Like what is in my bank this month and what's going to be in my bank for the next maybe two months or three months, depending on payment plans. That's way more important to me than just you know, sales. So I track what's coming in that month and then also recurring income. And I track, you know, I plan it out in a budget template so I can see, okay, I already have say 3000 coming in in July. And if I have a certain goal, I'm like, okay, say my goal is 10 K. It's like, okay, I know I only need 7 K really to hit that goal. And it's easy to project out 
Another thing I think is important that sometimes QuickBooks or even like a bookkeeper might not give you is really understanding the sources of your income. So you might say like, I made 30K this month, but what did that come from? A mastermind, one-on-one course, passive product. So you can see, you know, what is making up the most of your monthly income? Is it the thing that's taking you the most time? Is it the most like customer forward facing or is it the most passive? And then you can kind of re-evaluate your product suite over time to decide, is this product or service financially worth it for me based on the amount of time I'm putting into it, the amount of expenses that come with it. So I think it's important to really break out not just your monthly, you know, total number, but where is that coming from? What are the sources? Because that's going to help you see over time if it's worth it to keep that, if you want to adjust it, change the pricing. So that's something that I always do. Yeah. I think understanding your product suite and even in the middle of a launch, like, and maybe this is like post launch when you're looking at like, oh, I got this many sales, but like, what did that mean in terms of income now versus income later? And then because we love talking about time management on this podcast, it's like, well, what does that mean from a time perspective? Like, was it worth it? Or, you know, maybe you, like you said, maybe you had a 30 K launch, but you spent a hundred K on Facebook ads and redoing your website and all these things. And then like, what did it get you? Yeah. And I think launching, like, at least for me, especially in the beginning, like it can be draining, you know, if you're always, if you don't really have it planned out, cause maybe you're like, I spent, you know, 10 hours on social media and I had to do all, you know, I was on application calls and you're, you know, all the time you put into this was all of that worth it in the end. And if the answer is yes, great. And I know like you talk about, you know, time management all the time, but this goes back to that. Like, was it a good use of your time for the next launch? You know, you can always adjust. Do I need to change the pricing? Do, is there anything I can outsource that maybe it might cost me more upfront, but it saves me time or energy or like sanity, you know? Yeah, right. And then just reevaluating. And even halfway through your launch, you can decide what's going well, what's not. I mean, I tell clients to do that all the time with their finances, like halfway through the month in general, what's going well, what's not, what adjustments do you have to make? And then you can make the adjustments halfway through instead of waiting till the end of the month and then being more reactive instead of proactive. So same thing with a launch, you know, if you're in the middle, halfway through or whatever, like what's going well, what's not anything you can pivot now to make it easier for you. And, you know, it's fine to make changes in the middle. I mean, I think it is so. (laughs) Okay. I'm popping in for just a minute because do you ever wish you had someone running alongside you with you side by side to give you that extra push you need. I used to joke that I needed a personal trainer to come drag me out of bed every morning to actually see results. And well, while I can't physically come get you out of bed on Monday mornings, I can send you a boost of motivation. So you can text your favorite emoji to 614 810-4236. And not only will you and I be connected so we can chat one-on-one, but every Monday I will send you the boost you need to crush your goals each week. All you have to do is text your favorite emoji to 614-810-4236. And look, we are all busy. And as much as I love email, how much better would it be if while planning your week next week, you got a nice little reminder from me on what to focus on. And the best part is, is you can reply back and it's me on the other end. So we can connect even more one-on-one and crush those goals. So all you have to do is text your favorite emoji to 614-810-4236. Or if you need a link, you can grab a link in the show notes. I can't wait to connect more.
Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to ask more of a financial planning question. Do you track your finances every single week? Do you do it monthly? Like when, what do you recommend? I do it per paycheck. So because it helps just me plan. So for me, I want to allocate every dollar of my paycheck. So if you are, even if your business isn't full-time, if you're paying yourself, you're going to, you know, from your business, you're going to have your business budget, you know, with your business expenses, you know, how much you have in business savings, and then you're going to pay yourself from your business. And that's going to be your income on your personal budget. And so if you pay yourself once a month, you know, you check in, you'd have your monthly personal budget. I still recommend checking in at least halfway through, but with your business budget, I always check halfway through the month anyway, just to see, am I on track? You know, if my goal is to hit 10 or 15 K months, I don't want to just wait till the end of the month and then be like, Oh, dang it. I like, was short <laughs> right. or, you what know, happened? yeah, it's, I think, you know, then it, you either feel bad or you're like, I should have done this. And so if you at least check in halfway through, where you're at, you can decide, should I launch a mini offers or something I can push for the second half of the month? Or I already hit my goal. You know, I feel okay with kind of wait, you know, just taking it slow for the next two weeks and just regrouping and focusing on clients or whatever. So I think a lot of times people are just scared to check their numbers. And I think that there's like fear associated with personal finance and business finance. You either feel like you're not doing enough or, you know, someone's doing better than you and you just don't want to know. You're like, if I don't know, yeah. I can't be upset, you know, or I don't know. And we can't make progress and we can't scale or we can't get to that next level unless we know our numbers. You have to know where you're at. And I get it. It's terrifying at first. Like it's not fun to add up everything. But, you know, questions I get all the time is like, how do I know if I should invest in my business? Or how do I know if I should hire this coach or do this program? And the only way to know that is to know your numbers. <laughs> you, know, you have to know yeah. if it financially, you know, makes sense to invest in your business. I love that. I do think it's scary. And I used to be really nervous around it. But I think now, like I personally check my numbers once a week, like I do my finances every Thursday morning, that's like my time that I do it. And it becomes way less scary, because I'm just in it all the time. It's not healthy to be staring at a spreadsheet every day. But like, it's part of my routine. And so it's just like, it is what it is. And then I can adjust accordingly based on what it says. But I do have one question in terms of, do you have any like best practices or software that you like to use, whether you're launching or just monitoring your business expenses that sort of helps you? Yeah. So I, I personally use QuickBooks. I've always used, I think for business finances, it's just like really easy to just link things and like, you know, categorize it. I also have a Google sheet because I do like controlling things. Like I like to manually see things like input and see things. It just helps me really understand and make sure I'm not missing anything. Cause sometimes when I automate, I've just found personally, if I automate things too much, I kind of remove myself from it and I'm not yeah. as like, Oh, it's fine. It's, it's kind of doing its own thing. So I have a Google sheet for like my personal budget and for my business budget. So I will add in, you know, the income I made that month. And then I plan out if I have recurring income, I have all that in there from where it's coming from and how much. So then I can see where I'm at and tracking expenses. I have lines, you know, in my budget for like Canva, what month they're coming out of. Like I said, my biggest thing with subscriptions would be to add a calendar reminder or some kind of like alert. I just, I have everything in my Google calendar. For me, it's just, that's the easiest way to like, feel like Allie, this is coming up. I, I do 
do that for like credit card annual fees. If there's any like annual fees that you have for your business, not even just subscriptions, but like things that come up you know, like domain or hosting. And I don't know, Yeah, really take a time to, if you've never done it, what I recommend is going into your bank account and just pulling, you can start with a month if you want, but if you want to go back even like six months a year, just going through, which it's annoying, takes time. Everyone always hates tracking their expenses. I get it, but it's the only way to really know what's going on, but take time to really go through and figure out what you're spending. Are those all in need? Maybe you still have subscriptions that you don't even use anymore. And they just kind of on autopilot, your credit card stored in there. So it just goes, you don't even know. So take it, you know, set aside time. You can have some wine, make it a little date, whatever. <laughs> and like, just go financial through. date night. Yeah, aren't those the best? <laughs> very, you know, scary, but you have, yeah. to, you have to do it. You have to really track where your money's going, you'll feel so much better in the end. Like it's going to be such a relief once you know, because then you can confidently invest in programs because you know, you have the room in your budget, you know, you can do it. If there's a coach you want to work with or something you want to do, you're like, I know I can do this. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Or if you want to pay yourself a certain amount or save for a big goal, like you're like, oh, I know I'm on track. You know, the only way to get to that point is to face the numbers. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that I found, I also use QuickBooks, but I also have a Google spreadsheet that I do by month. And I will like map things out that I want to do. Right. It's maybe like a form of financial manifesting. I don't know, but like, I'll just say like, Oh, I want to do this retreat or I want to join this mastermind and I'll put it in there. Like it's already there, even though it's like highlighted in a color because I know it's not happened yet. But I feel like, again, that goes back to like helping you be able to plan. So I feel like you could do that for personal or business. Yeah, I do that too. Or like, it's even fun. You can kind of do like scenario planning, like, okay, this is what I make in August through October. And this is how much the program costs. You can kind of work backwards to like, if I know I want to invest in this mastermind or retreat or coach, and it's going to cost this much in order to keep the same like profit margin, that means I need to make an extra 3000 in these months. Okay. How am I going to do that? Then it goes back to what am I launching? What's my pricing? Like, how am I going to make that happen? So with business finances, you can always work backwards. You can plug in, you know, what you want to end up with. And then how are you going to reach that? Then that's when you go back to your, you know, what you're launching when pricing, how many you need to sell, all that fun stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Any other sort of quick tips around launching or just financial planning that has helped you in your business? I think the, one of the big things is just keep your money separate as early as you can. So if you haven't done it before, you can start today. It's not that big of a deal, but you have to separate your business and personal finances because it's just going to be really complicated to manage. Like what's a personal expense, what subscriptions for which, and just going to get complicated and it's going to cause you more financial anxiety. So I recommend separating everything, separate bank accounts, separate credit cards, separate budgets and treat them as separate entities. You can have joint money goals. So at the end of the day, if it's like, I want to retire by 50, great. You can use both to reach that goal, but it's important to like actually separate and just like mentally have separate goals that you're trying to reach because you tie them together, you know, you could get discouraged or you might feel like, you know, for us, like when I started my business, we were paying off personal debt. Like I married into $154,000 of debt. My husband and I were paying that off and I had my business that I was starting. And so it was terrifying because I was like, I could put this money towards our debt, but I also want to grow this business. So if you have it separate, you know, you can then do both at the same time. We can personally pay off debt, save or down payment, do whatever, but I can also invest in my business without feeling guilt that I should be allocating this money, you know, to other things. So 
I think separate first step. And then from there, just making sure you're tracking, knowing your numbers, even if you have a bookkeeper or a CFO, which are great tools, I think it's important that you stay informed with your numbers because you're the CEO of your business. You're the one that's deciding what to launch, what to create, what to do. So you need to know your numbers, even if someone is, you know, putting it together for you. Yeah, I definitely agree. Thank you so much. I feel like this is just a reminder of some really great best practices to do, not only for launching, but also just, you know, keeping business separate and personal separate. So this is really, really helpful. We always like to end each of the podcast interviews with three questions. So my first question is, what is your current morning routine? Oh gosh, I wish I had a good one. <laughs> I have an eight month old. And so mornings are depending on what time he wakes up. <laughs> it includes feeding him, which is always great. Coffee is probably the first thing I do in the morning. And then honestly, it's just coffee. And that's probably my morning. <laughs> that's all right. Coffee <laughs> is key. Drink some coffee and then get ready to it. Hope awesome. that he's calm for a little bit. <laughs> that's awesome. What is your best resource or your one resource that's helped you the most on your journey so far? For my business journey, I would say is finding a community, especially in this online space. People even within the money coach, like I have wonderful friends who are also money coaches who I can bounce ideas off of, but also finding people who are entrepreneurs because it can be tough. Like, you know, it's an area that some people can't relate to. And I have, you know, friends or family who can't relate to finding your people that you can vent to and rely on and just share honestly has been the most helpful for the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. (laughs) Yeah. I joke. I'm like, I, my family, I mean, my husband knows what I do, but I think like the rest of my family are like, what do you do? Like, what are you talking about? Like, how are, what is happening over here? So I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Last one's just super fun. What's the last thing you purchased on Amazon? The book, We Should All Be Millionaires by... Oh, I just started that. Oh my gosh. That's the last thing I purchased. I like heard amazing things about it. So I was like, I'm buying it. I'm like the Amazon Prime girl. Like I just ordered everything. And I'm a few chapters in, I still, I haven't finished it, but it's so good. I'm it is glad. so good. I recommend that everyone reads this because it talks a lot about just like having a really healthy mindset around money, which is yeah. super relevant for this podcast. But then like what having money actually means and how you can like help so many more people by having that like financial stability. Like it's so motivating. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah. That, and that's like one of my goals for like, for me, why for having more money is to like help more like give more, like not even to just my kids, but to like my, I always tell my husband, my goal is to be able to walk into like a restaurant and just like give the waiter or waitress like $500 and just like walk out. Like, just like, I no love that. Cash. Yeah. Like, that's like my goal. Like that I just have enough to just like freely just give to random people, like not for attention, not for anything, just to be like, here you go. And that book is like so inspiring for her journey yes. and what she shares. And yeah, I agree. I think it's like a must read. <laughs> I love that. It's such a good book. Okay. So why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? And I know you have a couple things going on. What are you up to and how can they get more from Allie? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram all day, every day, more than I'd like to (laughs) admit. I need better boundaries with Instagram, but Instagram has a ton of free information. I share like tips always in my DM. So feel free to DM me. That's at financially focused. My website, which is financiallyfocused.com. I have a ton of like blog posts, free resources. I have a free 
business finance blueprint, totally just free resource. It's a little workbook for you to kind of just get started with like business budgeting and knowing your numbers. So you can download that. Those are definitely the best places to kind of learn more. And then, yeah, that's kind of the best to, way to find me. <laughs> I love it. I love how you keep everything so simple. Like it makes money not complicated. And I think yeah. that's really important. So awesome. Thank you so much, Allie. Yay, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 